and gentlemen, if you're listening, welcome to episode 81 of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Julia Husher and I'm the host of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. Oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages because I really wanted to have some time off between sort of Christmas and now pretty much in terms of podcasting because it is so time consuming and my daughter was starting school and we were going away and I thought if I just bulk record, edit and schedule as many podcasts as I can for the next couple of months, then that's something that I don't have to do every week. Not have to, I like to do it, but I really wanted to have you know, that sort of time off, I guess, from podcasting. But I didn't want to have a break and just have no episodes coming out whatsoever. So I just thought this is a way that I can do it. But anyway, I feel like I just haven't talked to you forever because I haven't actually literally even picked up my microphone in two months. So I thought what I'd do is just, you know, for this episode, just have a little check-in with you guys and sort of have a bit of an audio blog with what's been happening. So I don't have a script or anything. I'm just going to tell you what's been happening. And if you're a first time listener to the show, I want to wish you a really warm welcome. And, you know, also just a little bit about this podcast. It's a bit of a mixture. You know, sometimes it's me talking and generally sort of sharing some sort of advice or doing a sort of revolving the podcast around some sort of a topic or it's me talking to experts like family lawyers or accountants or, you know, parenting experts or that sort of thing. Or it's me talking to other single moms who share their stories and, you know, other inspiring people who might not necessarily be single moms. So yeah, it's a bit of a mixture. Anyway, welcome to the show and welcome to all my regular listeners as well. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Right. So I just wanted to give you a bit of a update on what we've been doing. So first of all, I have to tell you, since I spoke to Robin, who was on last week's episode of this podcast, you know, and she was talking all about talking to children about sex, I decided that I was just going to have the talk with my daughter because I really want to raise her with being able to discuss that with me really openly. I don't want her to feel like she can never talk to me about sex and she can never come to me, especially when she's a teenager. So I was raised sort of, it's funny because my parents are divorced and my dad is very open talking about sex. And I'm pretty sure he was the one that gave me the original sex talk when I was a kid. He's just, you know, he's a doctor. So he's very just um, kind of clinical about it, you know, and very kind of matter of fact. And it was always like that. And this is how it works and blah, blah, blah. And there was no embarrassment or anything like that. Whereas with my mom, I don't really remember ever talking about sex with my mom, actually. Anyway, I just decided that I wanted to talk about it with my daughter because she's been asking me constantly for a brother or a sister. And I know this happens to a lot of you as well. And it's really kind of, you don't know what to say because obviously I don't have a partner right now and babies don't just come out of thin air. So I decided to kind of have that conversation with her quite openly. She said something like, Mummy, when are we going to get another baby? Let's get a baby in your tummy. It was something along those lines. And I said to her, darling, it's not that simple. You can't just decide 
when you want to have a baby and just get one in there. I said, when you have a baby, you need an egg and you need some sperm. And I said, the, the mother has the egg in her body and then she needs a man to get some sperm to the egg. And I don't have a man to give me sperm right now. And maybe one day I will, but until that happens, you know, I can't, I can't just get a baby in there. And she sort of started suggesting some men that we know <laughs> to provide the sperm, which was a little bit awkward. One of them was her dad. Um, and the other one was this guy that I was seeing probably when she was about two years old who, you know, we sort of maintained contact with and she really likes him. Anyway, I was like, mm, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> but anyway, it was just like, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to give it to her straight. And I'm kind of happy, I guess she didn't ask me exactly how the sperm gets to the egg, which I'm kind of relieved about that because I don't know if I was quite ready to have that conversation yet in detail, but I think I will. I've just decided like, I don't want to make up some lie or kind of beat around the bush. I think I've just decided that I want to really be open with her about it from the very beginning so that it's not something to be embarrassed about or ashamed about and that she can just talk about it with me as part of normal conversation. So thank you to Robin for kind of changing my mindset on that. <laughs> okay, so back to the last time that I spoke to you. We went to Perth in the first week of January. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. <laughs> I've really got to update my Tinder Surprise blog post series because boy, have I got some stories <laughs> for you guys that you wouldn't believe. And it's not even that I have dated that much. I've been on three dates so far this year and it's end of Feb. And one of them I went on two dates with. Anyway, I really should update it. I won't, I'm not going to cut you up on this in this episode because that is a lot. I'll probably write about it in a blog post down the track. But anyway, so that just reminded me when I was talking about the beginning of January, because one of them was in the beginning of January. Anyway, we went to Perth. Um, if you haven't listened regularly or you're new to the podcast, then you won't know that my daughter's dad lives in Perth, which is on the other side of Australia. We're in Sydney. So it's about a five hour flight. So we go there every so often and he comes here every so often. So anyway, we went to Perth and, you know, it was, it was really good. I decided that this time I might just check myself into a hotel and just really have some me time because generally what I do is I, I stay with one friend for a few days and then I stay with another friend for a few days and I kind of, you know, I'm really busy doing doing things. And, you know, I love catching up with my friends. I love it. But it's also really the only break that I get, you know, so I really need to kind of use that opportunity. I've decided to just kind of rejuvenate and, you know, lie in bed all day and watch Netflix if I want to, which, you know, you can't really do if you're staying with someone. So although I did catch up with one of my friends, which was really, really nice, and I stayed with her for a few days over her birthday, which was lovely. We had a beautiful lunch together and, you know, always love hanging out with her. But before that, I did spend four nights on my own in a hotel and it was just amazing. So I walked every day. I read every day. I read Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness, by the way, if you haven't read it, it's amazing. And I watched Netflix. I had like a massive binge 
Netflix session and I know I'm way, way, way too late to the party, but I've never seen Orange is the New Black. (laughs) So I watched, you know, two seasons of that and it was just fun. And I did a bit of work as well, you know, which I don't really classify as work because I love it so much, but you know, I did a bit of blogging and talking to a couple of clients. And apart from that, I just kind of um, chilled, which was amazing. So on the day that we were leaving Perth to come back to Sydney, I went to collect my daughter from her dad's house. Well, I usually go there and then he drives us to the airport because he likes to, you know, come in and say goodbye to my daughter at the gate. Anyway, so I went over there and my daughter was just, you know, hanging around and in her pajamas, needing to go to the airport. And I said, okay, darling, let's get in the shower. And, you know, this was after we had had our reunion, of course. Anyway, she's in the shower and I'm there in the bathroom with her and she goes to me, daddy doesn't like you. And I was, <laughs> I was sort of like, oh, okay, yeah. And she goes, because you took me when I was a baby. And I was like, wow, you know, in my head, of course, but I was also like, how the heck am I supposed to respond to this? You know, so many emotions come through my head when something like this happens, because I get so infuriated that he would even say something like that, you know, to an innocent four-year-old who has nothing to do with, you know, she has no idea what's going on and it's, she's too young to talk about all of that sort of stuff in detail, you know, so I get really annoyed and angry and then I'm like, how do I tackle this? And parenting is really hard because you have to really think on your feet. You can't be like, okay, I'll get back to you in a second on that. You know, like it's just, I mean, you can with some things, which I've started doing. If I don't know, then I'll just go, I'm going to think about it and I'll let you know. But with something like that, you kind of have to respond right then and there. So I just sort of kind of went, oh, you know, we've got different, we've got different opinions on that. And, you know, and then I just sort of left it on, left it at that. And then she was in the shower. So I walked out and I found my ex-partner and I said, what are you doing? Why would you say that to her? And I repeated it to him. And he was like, I never said that, which personally, I don't believe. But, you know, it's just, I think it's really important to just not to bring children into the middle of anything and to really think about what you say and how you speak about your ex around them because they just pick up on everything and I don't know what the story is maybe he didn't say that to her although I don't believe that maybe he was saying it to someone else I don't know but you know they're just so impressionable and they just pick up on everything and at the end of the day I think it's really quite damaging and confusing for them and really it only impacts the relationship that that parent who is doing the the bad mouthing about the other parent, their relationship with the child, you know. So anyway, I just find it really sad. But apart from that, you know, we had a really, really good time in Perth. And then we came back to Sydney and we had a few days in Sydney and then we went to Fiji. So we were going for 11 days. We were going to spend four days on our own and then a week with my mum and my brother and my brother's girlfriend who were flying to Fiji a week later. So we went to one hotel. Well, we were going to stay in one hotel first and then go and move to a different area of Fiji. Anyway, oh my gosh, the night before we left for Fiji, I was up really late working. I can't remember why, but I was up probably until about two or three. 
and I really wanted to just get tie up a few loose ends before we were going to Fiji because I didn't want to do anything really work-wise while I was there. So I was up a bit late and then I set the alarm and our flight was due to leave at 8.30 in the morning. So I set the alarm, I think, for 5.30. We were all packed and ready to go, which I highly recommend if you're going anywhere early in the morning with children and you're on your own. Do not even try packing first thing in the morning because there'll be so much stuff going on and you don't know what's going to suddenly pop up, you know, unexpected things. So I'm always ready to go. If we have a morning flight, I'm always ready to go the night before. So everything was packed and I just thought, okay, we'll wake up at 5.30, then we'll leave at, you know, 5.45 or 6 and we'll get to the airport at 6.30 for plenty of time to make our international flight. Okay, so flight's at 8.30, alarm set, I wake up to my daughter going, mommy, we're going to Fiji today. And I opened my eyes a little bit and it was the light. And I was like, oh my God, what time is it? I looked at my phone, 7 a.m. I cannot even explain the amount of stress. I don't think I've ever felt so stressed. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we had an out flight was leaving in an hour and a half. So thank God we were ready. We didn't have a shower or anything. I was like, quick, get dressed. We just got dressed. We, you know, I called an Uber and we just got the hell out of the house as as fast as we could. We got to the airport pretty quickly. Luckily, I don't live that far away from Sydney airport. So we were probably there at about, I think it was 7.30. So we got to the airport at 7.30 and ran to the gate And I was like, we need to, sorry, we need to get to the front. We need to get to the front. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) You know, I said to the lady, I think our flight's, um, our flight's leaving soon and we're really late. She's like, what flight are you on? And I told her and she's like, that flight is closed. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, no, 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 please, 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 please. I was like on the verge of tears. I was so stressed out. Anyway, she was not happy. She gave me this look, like this eye roll and like, you know, it's your fault for not getting to the airport on time, which it totally was. But oh my gosh, she made a phone call. She hung up and she said, give me your boarding, give me your passports. You've got 10 minutes to get to the gate or they're offloading you. So we ran, you know, just through everything, customs, the baggage x-ray thing. We just bolted it every single time. I was like, sorry, sorry, we need to get to the front. We need to get to the front. Oh my gosh. I felt so bad. And then we had to run through, you know, like two kilometers of duty-free shopping, which is just a joke anyway. And then of course our gate was like ages and ages away and we ran and my poor daughter, she was crying. She was like, well, she wasn't crying. That's a bit dramatic. She was just like, I can't do this anymore. It was more like whinging. And I was like, come on. And I'm carrying like, you know, my handbag and my backpack and her bag. And I was like, we can relax when we get there. We can relax when we get there. And we just ran. We were the last ones on the flight and we made it. (laughs) I cannot even tell you the relief. I was just like, I honestly could have cried. I was just like, this is so stressful. I'm never booking a flight at this time of the day again, just in case. Anyway, so it was actually really good. So when we got there, it was, um, you know, we had the four days to ourselves and you know what, when I look back on it, it was actually the best part of my holiday with my daughter because it was just so nice. We did nothing. We just stayed at the hotel. We swam every day, 
all day. We were in the pool pretty much from, you know, after breakfast to right before dinner. And we just had the, we just had the best time. It was just amazing. We just swam and we went kayaking and snorkeling and, you know, swimming at the beach. And it was just really, really lovely. I think, you know, people always expect that when you're a single mom, you have so much quality one-on-one time with your child. And for me, at least the reality is that I don't because when I'm at home, I always have stuff to do. You know, there's always washing that needs to be done. There's always dishes that need to be washed or loaded into the dishwasher or the dishwasher needs to be unloaded or dinner needs to be prepped or shopping list needs to be written or, you know, whatever. There are so many things that need to be done. It's really hard for me to just sit down and go, okay, I'm going to do nothing except play for an hour because I always feel like there's stuff to do. So I'm really trying to change that this year and be a lot more present with my daughter, which is actually working so far. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it was just really nice to not have anything to do. Like, no, I didn't have to cook and it was amazing. So yeah, we had a really good time. And then we went to this other part of Fiji and we stayed with my mom and my brother and his girlfriend. And, you know, we had a really nice time and I don't want to diss my family at all because they're amazing. (laughs) Hi, by the way, if you're listening. But, um, you know, for me, I think the hardest part was the expectation that I had, which I thought it was going to be like a family holiday and that we all kind of spend time together. But, you know, my brother and his girlfriend spent a lot of time at the adults only pool. My mom spent a lot of time in the hotel napping, you know, and I was just like, okay, this is just like us again, like just me and my daughter. And um, really, like we're just having meals. Well, really just dinner with my family, which, you know, I did find it a bit tricky. And I guess I got a bit snappy, particularly at my brother, because (laughs) when we arrived, he was like, oh, we're going to spend so much time with her and you can have some time off and we'll babysit and blah, blah, blah. Do you think they did that once? No. (laughs) So it was that whole kind of expectation that I sort of hung on to. And yeah, I think I got a bit snappy a few times. One time in particular, my daughter wanted to go to kids club and oh, actually this was a bit something I'm not very proud of. I, the kids club at the second hotel was from five onwards And she really wanted to go. And I said to her, you're not five yet. She's almost five, but she's not five yet. And I was like, if you want to go there, you have to be five. So we might have to pretend that you're five. And she was like, mommy, that's lying. And I was like, okay, you're right. Let's not do that. I said, let's go there and talk to them. And maybe if we ask them and say that you're nearly five, they'll let you in. And she was like, okay. So we went there and I said, hi, you know, this is my daughter. She's almost five. I don't know if it's like, you know, how flexible you are. She really wants to come. And she, and then my daughter sort of had this thing of pointing out that um, she's like, I am four, not five. I am four. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> she's putting me in my place. Anyway, so um, at least I'm teaching her something, I guess. But um, yeah, so she did get in a couple of times, which was really nice for her and really nice for me too, because it's nice to just kind of lie by the pool and not have to be jumping around and, you know, throwing my daughter around and, you know, can't catch me is my favorite, my daughter's favorite game. So, you know, <laughs> you're doing that all day. It's a bit tiring. So, you know, it was nice. And then on this one occasion, I think it was the first time that my daughter went to kids club 
and it was only like a two hour session. So I thought, right, I've really got to get through my emails and I've got to do a few things. And I'd promised my daughter that I wasn't going to do any work while we're in Fiji because she really doesn't like it when I work because for her, it's like taking time away from her. So I was always saying to her, when we go to Fiji, I'm not going to work, you know, so I didn't want her to know that I was going to be working, but you know, I had to do a few things. There are a few things that I really, I just, I couldn't get out of. So I turned on my computer and, you know, I started responding to a few emails and getting a few things done. And then I went onto my website because I had to check something and it was just gone the website didn't exist. And I was freaking out, you know, the perfectionist that I am. I'm like, where the hell's my website? So there I am trying to get onto support and, you know, I'm chatting to them on the chat box. And anyway, it turns out they can't help me. I have to help the develop. I have to get, um, I have to get help from the, the developers of the theme that I use. And anyway, it was this big kind of mix up and I'm there with the chat boxes. My brother comes into the hotel room to get something. And at this point, Kids Club was like finishing up. I had to be there in about 10 minutes. And he, my brother is like an expert kind of online entrepreneur. He, you know, he's got several online businesses and he is all over websites and things going wrong and how to fix things and IT that sort of thing, you know, I mean, more onto it than I am anyway. So I was like, can you please help me? You know, this, this thing, I don't don't know what's happened. He's like, I don't know where it is. You have to get in touch with these people. And then he was sort of like, anyway, good luck. Bye. And I was like, are you serious? And I was like, do you know what would be really helpful if you said to me, you know what, I'll go and get, you know, my daughter and you just take your time and I'll see you at the pool in like 20 minutes. That would be helpful. And he was like, okay, okay, I can do that. But anyway, that's just an example of when I got a bit snappy. But I think, you know, when I came to the realization that expectations lead to disappointment. So I just, you know, from then on, I just sort of thought, you know what, I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm not going to have any expectations that someone's going to babysit for me so that I can have two hours to myself, even if they said they would. I'm not going to expect anything. I'm going to be open to everything and just assume that it's, you know, our little team of two, then I'm not going to get disappointed and I'm going to have a great time. So that's kind of, you know, I had to have a little bit of a pep talk with myself and kind of have that sort of mindset shift to help me, I guess. But, you know, generally it was a really great holiday and yeah, we had a really good time. Okay. So we got back on a Sunday and then my daughter started school on the Thursday afterwards. Oh my gosh. I was a mess. Uh, It was just kind of embarrassing because (laughs) I kept bursting into tears and none of the other parents were and none of the kids were. So it was pretty much just me bawling my eyes out and just breaking out into a sob every couple of seconds. So that was kind of embarrassing, but I just, you know, I think it's really hard for single mums when kids start school and I actually wrote a blog post about it. So I'm not going to go into it in detail, but I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, But yeah, it was kind of a bit tricky and It was funny because (laughs) before school started, I was like, I'm going to be on the PNC, you know, one day I want to be the president and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to, you know, organize all this stuff and I'm going to be all over it. 
Anyway, <laughs> as soon as the first PNC meeting came, I was like, this is not realistic. Like, I can't go to a PNC meeting every second Tuesday night or whatever. Like, I mean, I didn't get a babysitter that often, but if I do, I'm going to want it for something that is really fun to do with my friends or, you know, something like that, not a PNC meeting. Anyway, maybe that's just me. But I, anyway, so I didn't go. Then there was a sort of miscommunication because my old neighbor who recently, well, she left Sydney in December to go to Brisbane and live. But anyway, she had kids at the school and she had been in touch with one of the PNC mums and said, my neighbor, Julia, would be really great on the PNC. Perhaps she can help you organize the school disco. And, you know, she'd she'd spoken to me about it and I said, oh, yeah, I could do it. And then I thought about it and I said, you know what, when's the school disco? And she said, it's going to be January or February. And I said, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. I said, January really is like a month with, I'm not doing much except for speaking to clients. And February, like it's just school starting. It's just, I don't really, I can't commit at this point. And I said, I'm happy to do it next year, but I've also never been to this school disco, you know, so I don't know what to do. I don't know how it runs. I don't know how it works. I don't know what I have to organize. So count me out for this year. Anyway, I guess she didn't relay the message (laughs) to that PNC mum because then it was like, oh, you know, why haven't you helped out kind of thing. And I was like, oh shit. Like I didn't even realize I was on this organizing committee. So in the end, she said, can you just volunteer on the day? And I said, yes, absolutely. I can volunteer on the day. So she said, go to the spreadsheet, just put your name down for one of the time slots. So I did. Anyway, the point of this story is I don't think I'm going to be able to be a PNC mom. It's just like too, there's too much going on, you know? And it was funny because I was talking to one of my single mom friends. She's a really good friend of mine. We were chatting and she was like, you are hysterical. And I don't know if you guys have seen, if you're in Australia, if you've ever watched House Husbands, but she thinks I'm like Abby on House Husbands. She's like, you, you know, you work all the time and you have no time to do anything, but you put your name down for stuff. And then, you know, you, you're not going to have time for school stuff, but then you tell everyone what you did. Cause I was like, hang on. I said, I'm volunteering at the disco. And she was like, you are just Abby. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like that's one hour at the disco. Who cares? You know, (laughs) far out. I don't know. Anyway. And then she's like, cause I always talk about how this year I really want to be on time to everything. Cause last year I was just not very good at it. And I kept being late to, you know, daycare drop-offs and pickups and everything. And I really want to be on time this year. And anyway, I was telling her about, you know, how I've always dropped my daughter off on time every single day and picked her up on time. I'm there when the bell rings, you know, (laughs) she's like, seriously, Julia, it's been two weeks. Like, I don't think you should be high-fiving yourself yet. (laughs) We're just mucking around, but um, yeah, I I realized that I think I am a bit like Abby. So maybe the PNC mom thing was a little bit... um, you know, I was aiming a bit high. Anyway, we'll see how the year pans out. (laughs) Anyway, I'm kind of going to wrap things up, but I'm really excited about this year's podcast and, you know, the guests that I'm having. And one thing I'm trying to do is get more high profile women who are single moms to come on because something I really want to do is just change that image that people have of single mums, you know, and it's still probably more negative than positive, although I do think it's changing. 
But I think that the more high-profile single moms put themselves out there, the more acceptable and the less shameful it is for new single moms. So my guest on the show next week, I'm so excited. You guys are going to love her. She's so amazing. And um, I'm really, really excited to share that episode with you. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And I just wanted to finish up by saying something that I, you know, have talked about a lot and it's something that I do every single day, but I just wanted to sort of give it today as a little tip because I've been doing it probably more so lately than usual is just being grateful, you know, so something that I think would really help you to do right now or today at some point is just write down three things that you're grateful for because we focus so much on the negatives and we focus so much on what's not right sometimes and oh this is not fair and this is what's happened to me and I can't do this because I'm a single mom and I can't do that because I'm a single mom. What you focus on becomes your reality, okay? So if you are thinking about positive things, if you are thinking about things that you are grateful for, if you are looking for things to be grateful for, it's really, really going to help your mindset and it's really, really going to make you feel a lot better. So I would definitely give that a go today. Anyway, I just want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, please feel free to pop on over to my website. You can find all my contact details there, my email, my Instagram, my Facebook. They're all at Single Mother Survival Guide. My email is julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com and I will put those links in the show notes. And, you know, go and have a look at www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com, particularly if you're a new single mum, because there's loads of tips there. There's loads of blog posts. There's loads of podcast episodes. And, um, you know, you can also book in for a 30-minute complimentary clarity call if you are interested in working with me and doing some one-on-one mentoring with me. Finally, if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could rate it in iTunes. You just have to pop on over to the podcast app and then type in a single mother survival guide. If you've subscribed, it should be under your shows. If you haven't subscribed, just search for it click subscribe while you're there and right down the bottom there's ratings and reviews and you just have to tap the stars and underneath it if you want to you can write a review and the reason why it's so great is because it helps new single mums find this podcast easier and that's really what I want I don't want them to feel alone I want them to be able to find it and I just want to thank you for listening I recently found out that this is the most popular single parenting podcast not only in Australia but in the world so I was looking at some of the countries where you guys are listening and it just blows my mind. So, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for listening for, you know, all my Aussie listeners, like thank you. And to everyone else all over the world, I just want to read you some of these countries where people are listening because it makes me so happy. It really makes me so happy because, you know, we come from all all these different countries, but at the end of the day, We are going through the same thing. You know, we have the same problems. We have the same wins. You know, there's so many, um, we're, we're tied together. We've got the same things going on. So some of the countries, let me have a look here. Okay, we've got Canada. There's loads of listeners from Canada. There's Mexico. There's Brazil. There's Colombia. There's Ecuador. There's Costa Rica. There's the United States. There's Spain, France, the UK, 
Massive shout out to my UK listeners. There's heaps of you. Uh, Ireland, Germany, Netherlands, Poland, Sweden, Norway, Russia, Greece, Italy. Gosh, this is taking me back to um, high school geography. Um, South Africa, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, China, Japan, the Philippines, Malaysia, New Zealand. Massive shout out to my Kiwi listeners. There's quite a few of you as well. So anyway, there's a few more um, as well, Malaysia and um, Vietnam. I mean, it just blows my mind. I, I just, you know, I'm really just thrilled that you are enjoying and listening to my podcast. So thank you. And please stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be amazing. You guys will love it, I'm sure. Okay, have a great week and I'll speak to you next week.